We missed you at Greek Easter. I didn't miss it. Lenny, you better come with it. You better shoot your shot. I got caught up in a lot of bullshit talking about you, and I'm so sorry. You severed our future. Severed it. But Mary, you have to own. You have to own it too. What do you mean I have to own? I. I have on you talking about me. You sent me mean text messages and it hurt you're my not feelings. Ready. You think you're better than me? I can tell you, you're not. I'm better than you. I also know I look younger than you. I don't need all the fake injections in my face to make my face look like whatever. I've never had plastic surgery, never. I don't need it like you do. Grow up, little girl, okay? I'm done. Mary, Have a good no. night. I'm not doing this with you. You're not wasting my, you've wasted enough of my time. Mary, please don't do this. Watch me leave. Mary, did you, you hear? I brought you here to take accountability and talk Well, you're not it. doing it. So you're you know upset because I'm asking you to do you're, the you're same not doing for it. the mean text message. And I'm not sitting here with you, so you for you to mean. tell me what I need to work on. You can be mean, but, but I can't. You sit there called my husband and my predators. You're, I know. You Mary, have several. That was awful. Whitney, we're done, okay? Goodbye. Have a good so night. I'm going to take my food off. You won't even have a conversation, Mary? No. I'm not wasting my time with you. That's what you don't get. Wake up, bobblehead. Excuse me. Can I get a to-go box? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Enjoy your oysters. Soup up. And you have a good night. This is gross, and I really don't think this is how you want to leave it. I promise you. Watch me walk out the door. I didn't, I didn't come to do this. Hello and welcome to Bravo, Bravo, effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hey, baby gorgeous. Oh, we're all giggling because as soon as we hit the record, my dog did the cutest little bark. So cute. <laughs> He's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> He's the happiest little boy. How's Chino? Good. He's just having his morning treat now. Oh, mine's chasing his tail. <laughs> He's so sweet. <laughs> He's a really sweet boy. <laughs> oh, hashtag bless. How art thou? I'm good. You know, I had my birthday yesterday, oh, yes. and as Crystal says, Happy you know, birthday. they say you get older and wiser, but I'm proving otherwise. <laughs> Why? Just in general? No, or no, just, you got any specifics? Just in general. No. Do you want to share how old you are? 33. 33. Oh, you're such a baby. I'll stop. Except my lower jawline, I'm starting to notice these little kind of, like, Uh-oh. it's not straight anymore. It's like a little lumpy-bumpy. Lower Uh-oh. facelift, mate. Lower facelift. I'm starting to do that thing that all the housewives do when they're sitting there talking to someone and they just, like, slightly prop up their lower jawline to chat so that you don't see the little jowl oh, lines. they do do that, don't they? It's because these little tiny pockets of fat end up getting bigger and bigger and mm. it's like, you know, you you got little mountains on your jawline. It's it's not pleasant. But anywho, whatever. Yeah. Speaking of facelifts, what a week in Housewives. Oh, my God, so much so that I had to watch one this morning because there's so much going on. There's so much. I have a question for you. Why do uh-huh. we never cover Miami when it is so fucking good? Well, we did cover the second half of last season. Yes, we did. We did. I'm just, these poor women, I think they're right that drama just seems to follow them. Mm -hmm. It's so good. I could watch Lisa take a phone call from Lenny in the confessional chair like every episode. Oh, my God. Like, I know we've been kind of Debbie Downers a lot (laughs) with our little recaps, but see, people, when it's fucking good, it's fucking good. 
Miami mm-hmm. is just so fulfilling. And yes, we all know I hate Adriana, but the fact that she's on the receiving end of some genuine upsetness, I'm like, cool, she's mm. where she needs to be. I'm enjoying that too. I want to see her squirm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this episode, I was still laughing at the letter to the liver oh, or from the liver. So good. I was still laughing about that from months ago. And I'm sorry, I actually enjoy Adriana's props. Oh, prop queen. <laughs> Carrot top. <laughs> Carrot top. Like her props don't do her any favours, so I love them. Uh-huh. Like I just uh-huh. love it. Like her white flag and her peace and love dress. It's like you're such a lose and I love it. Yeah, it's nice to have a loser on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> D- did you also read the Vanity Fair article I about the housewives? I did. What did you think of it? I mean, it's not really telling me anything I don't already know. And as a Housewives uh-huh. fan, I know this is wrong, but I'm worried. Oh, why? Well, I understand that changes may need to happen for the benefit of the cast members. Look, I'm not proud of myself. There is a small, well, not so small part of me that's like, are you going to ruin my Housewives? <laughs> it's like I, I'm a child of the 90s. Going out was like to the clubs was so fun. And now there's like sniffer uh-huh. dogs and cops at the entrance. It's like, well, how fun can it be? You know? <laughs> well, I just think it was such a – it was a flop regarding bombshells. Like it was a flop shell because like I'm sorry, oh, they, they drink. I'm like, can we just let them be adults, please? Like, Yeah. I, I mean, Leah obviously fell off the wagon and is blaming everyone else but herself. She does say that this happened before she started. And I understand that if someone's having mental health issues, they're not the best judge of character for themselves. So I get her point. I think there needs to be a balance. And I think, well, I'm hoping when someone is trying to correct a wrong, the pendulum tends to swing excessively in the other direction. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, and that is the nature of a pendulum swing. It goes aggressively from one side to another and then eventually it kind of settles to a happy medium. I'm hoping that that's what will happen here. So potentially we will go kind of strict in one side and then it'll, I don't know, I'm I'm trying to be positivo. It's so lame to have by Leah, messy Leah, boring Leah, mopey Leah, be like the first half of the article with her shit problems, like which is all about Leah. And then we get into like the racism side of things, which is a bit more tangible, I think. Mm, that is true. Like, why do I care about Leah, a housewife who's not on TV anymore? Mm. And the whole article is about a show that's not on TV anymore. <laughs> it was so stupid. I think it is important to have Leah in the article because here is someone who has a medical issue, an addiction issue, and they're just letting her run wild. So that is an argument. It is an argument to be had. I just said I'm worried that they're going to ruin my housewives. But as much as I see your point with Leah, I really do. At the end of the day, as you said, these are grown adults making decisions for themselves and then turning around and blaming production after their show's cancelled. Same can be said of Bethany. And you know, I don't mind me some Bethany. But I don't think you could have an article like that without a character like Leah because, as I said, she is a self-admitted alcoholic, and they they were happy to, to run with that for ratings and they told her how great she was. And I think it is important to have that in there because obviously that season, the fact that she was off the wagon, she was not in a position to make the best decisions for herself. <laughs> no, she wasn't. I think it is important to have that as part of the article. I think leaving that out would be remiss. 
But I don't disagree with you that aside from racism and addiction issues, they are grown women. Mm-hmm. They're making their own decisions. Whether they are selling their souls for fame, that's on them. Exactly. I got the sense from the article that there were current housewives interviewed anonymously. And I agree with Bethany. I think that they should have a union. I don't think it's fair that they get paid for the episode that end up on TV only and then they're required to film all day every day for X amount of months and they're not necessarily getting paid for all those scenes and they have to do press and they're not getting paid for that. So I mm-hmm. don't disagree that there needs to be some kind of, whether it's union or whatever, because Bravo and NBC Universal are getting gajillions and then the stars of the show aren't. I don't disagree with all that. I think that does need to happen. I think they do need people, you know, on set to advocate for the women at reunion when they're getting pummeled. I could only imagine what that feels like. I think all of that stuff needs to happen. I just don't think that we've got to go so far as to say that the women aren't culpable for being there in the first place. Uh-huh. Totally. I guess what I'm saying is I agree with you, but at the same time, I'm trying to put myself in their position. I wouldn't want to fucking rock up to work and go, oh, we, we cut your scene out so you're not getting paid. Fuck you. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's also, you know, it's a job. Show up, ladies. Show yeah. up. I just don't think the article was a reckoning like they thought it would be. I certainly don't. As I said, it didn't tell me anything I didn't already know. I didn't think it yeah. was a reckoning. Yeah. I concur. The only thing that did shock me was all the stuff about Ramona. Okay, I'm not surprised, but it's still mm-hmm. shocking to see it in print. She's now being disinvited to BravoCon. I think that was a great uh-huh. fucking call. I think that their investigation that was, you know, kind of went nowhere, I think that's bullshit. Yep. When you have yep, more totally. than one cast member or more than one production person, staff member, saying, yes, this stuff was said... She should have been kicked off the show halfway through. Like if this stuff came out yeah. while they were filming, Ramona shouldn't have been on the show. For God's sake, they didn't film a reunion because they were investigating. Why didn't that investigation happen before? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that's fucking bullshit. My question is why does Bethany care? For her own agenda. This is what I'm yeah. saying. And I, when they said something like she's trying to do her own thing, as in Bethany, and they were like asking Ebony, if she wanted to be part of it or, or Bethany asked her and she's oh, like, yeah, fuck Bethany, so I agree. Totally. And like, was Bethany the cover photo? Like why? Because she's, she'll get more clicks. She'll get more clicks than Leah and Ebony. That's true. But this, um, like the fact that she's saying, you know, all about the alcohol stuff. And it's like, did you not promote Skinny Girl for five years on this TV? Yeah. Like, what? Wh- yeah. Didn't we go to visit your tequila farms? Like, what are you talking about, Bethany? Yeah, I know. I, this is what I'm saying. Fucking hypocrite. Bethany's want for being there. It's just she's not for the people by the people. Like, you, you're not a socialist, Bethany. Yeah. You're a capitalist. I, I think she's coming to Australia. Are you going to go see her? Bethany? I think she's doing a talk or something. Yeah, I saw a sponsored poster and I just said, you got the wrong target demo and I just scrolled past. Would I go? But- yeah, I'd go, but... I don't know. Let me think about it. You know me. It has to be a really big deal for me to want to put on a bra and leave the house. <laughs> Preach. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> that should be your tagline. <laughs> I know. It's true. That is my tagline. Oh. It has to be a big deal for me to put on a bra and leave the house. Fucking oath. <laughs> what show do you want to talk about first? Well, should we do Beverly Hills? 
Let's do it. Let's do it. So, An Unwise Surprise is the title. That all made sense from the end of the last episode. We all know that's about Dorit and PK. Oh, yeah. We open with Dorit having a picnic with Erica. Mate, that picnic. Like, I feel like Beverly Hills is extra bougie this season. Is it just me? Yeah, I thought that was going to be for the whole cast. And when it was just a sit down for Erica, I was like, all that just for Erica? Who's not going to eat it? Because she's Ozempicked up to the gills. I noticed there were like seats on the other side. I'm like, who's coming? Like a production crew going to sit down and eat all that food when you guys leave? Someone better eat it. I can't handle food waste. Oh, I can't oh, handle yeah. it. Like I said, I'm that person when the Woolworths delivers the wrong thing and I can't eat it. I make someone take it home. Like I can't, mm-hmm. I can't do food waste. Mm-hmm. I hope production like got some nosh that day. But yeah. I'm just feeling, yeah, Beverly Hills is extra bougie, which I don't mind. It's because we've just come from Roni where they're all too cheap to fly private yeah, and well. they're all arguing about not flying in coach and now we're just like we've got the luxury back. I feel like they're giving us what we want because we all say like, you know, these are aspirational. I mean, they're not aspirational shows. They're, they're tragic comedies, but we do want to see that. Like if I want to see regular people, I'll look at myself. So I am enjoying uh-huh. it, but I'm noting it. I don't know. Anyway, so... Dreet says to Erica, last time we were together at the at the healing thing, I felt like I had to ask you for an healing. apology. <laughs> healing journey. Which she did have to ask for an apology. And Erica just does yeah. a massive mea culpa and tells her, like, I want to get to a better place with you. La, 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 la. And then Dorit tells her, you know, the year of the home invasion, PK was away a lot and went in a rough place. And Erica says she feels bad, but in confessional, she says, if I had known that they were going through a rough patch, I would have ruined someone else's life. And she cackles. She's a cackling hag. (laughs) It's kind of hilarious. I think she did know. I think she saw the signs and that's why it was so close to her head. And I think Dorit's probably just more angry that she brought it up. Yes. Rather than that she clocked it. Yes, exactly. But they have to frame it a different way. Of course. I just get the impression that any kind of positive attention that Erica's getting, she's holding on to it for dear life. Yep. The fact that she will do that and throw someone who's apparently her real friend under the bus. Look, maybe I'm looking for it, but Erica's gross. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. When Erica's backed into a corner, she's not. I just don't. I don't fucking like her, okay? But the whole point of this scene is we find out from Dorit that 14 months after the home invasion, she was Christmas shopping. She had 10 grand in her handbag and her handbag was stolen. And when they looked at the footage from the store, the camera showed that she was being followed by three men around the store and that threw her back into her PTSD. I mean, I don't know if you can be thrown back into it. I think it just showed her how she's not over it and she's probably never going to get over it. Let me let me stop you there. Yes, sir. That was a scam. She is running scams. No one gets robbed that much. No one intentionally takes out 10G in cash and goes to a location where she knows cameras will follow her. That was set up. This is an insurance scam. What? It's all bullshit. You think she's not putting everything on a card for points and she got that cash out to be robbed. So you reckon that there was no money in there? No, there was money in there. She got robbed on purpose. Oh, I thought you were saying there was no money in there, but when her purse got stolen, she wanted extra cash. Well, I don't know. I think they probably would fact check like an ATM withdrawal or whatever. Who takes out 10K for quote unquote some money for Christmas presents? 
Who it's do you love fishy. that much that you're going to spend 10 grand on Christmas presents? 10 grand. This is what I mean. It's extra bougie. PK's putting her up to shit <laughs> and she don't like it and that's why they're going to divorce because she's sick of doing the grifts. They're <laughs> grifting. That, that is not real. And the way she brought that up and trying to cover it in like a PTSD storyline, like, like, no, I'm sorry, you're grifting, you're fraudsters, you're Aww. Bonnie and Clyde. And I don't believe you. I wouldn't think they had 10 grand to spare. Don't they live on credit? I don't know, but it's fishy. Doesn't he owe casinos? I mean, we're being horrible because that'd be pretty fucked up. I would be terrified to leave the house if all of this happened to me. If all of this is true, I don't get PK. Well, okay, I do get it, but I don't appreciate it. Do you know what I mean? Like he's trying to act like everything's fine when it's not. Mm. The next scene we have is... Sutton at home with a matchmaker, but first she FaceTimes Garcelle because they want to tell us that they're planning a weekend in Vegas for Crystal's birthday. So that's coming up. But the, this matchmaker, Alessandra slash Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Sutton reckons that she doesn't get asked out on second dates. That's bad. And she says the reasons in her mind are because her intellect is superior to most. She mm-hmm. doesn't wear revealing clothes. And then she might be nervous and act strangely. And I was like, ding, 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 that's the one. Yep. <laughs> when when this scene started, I had my own flashback, like roll the tape in my mind mm. of that cat jumper. And then they showed it and I was like, okay, yeah, we're all on the same page. I didn't think it was that bad. She's a quirky I thought dresser. it was cute at the time, but I'm not a 60-year-old businessman on a date. Okay, that's true. That's true. I think it's because I feel like her fashion sense is quirky, so it made sense for Sutton. But, of course, when you're on a date, that person doesn't know you and maybe leave the cat jumper at home. I get you. (laughs) Maybe. But I adore the fact that when the lady was asking her some questions about herself, she says that her hobby is telling people what to do. I love her for that. I don't know. I just love Sutton. She says she wants a tall – She. Reiterated that a lot. A tall and handsome mm-hmm. graduate, and we can talk about the wealth part later. I just she gives such good TV. I just think mm-hmm. that Sutton and her personal assistant that would be a TV show I want to watch. Mm-hmm. They're so fun. I love them. So then we have this little scene with Crystal, her brother, and her husband. I mean, I zoned out. Yeah, me too. Next scene is Kyle in a $165,000 Range Rover with Dorit, who's frothing over her car but then tells her she has the same car. I looked this car up in Australia, in Australian dollars. That thing's going for $280,000 plus. In this economy, I, I can't believe it. I know, when people can't afford fuel. But again, it's Beverly Hills. We keep saying we want to see them rich, so then we can't shit on it when they flaunt their rich. As much as I want sure. to. Do you think Dorit really does have one? Uh, it's a lease for sure. Okay. So Dorit thinks that they're going to lunch, but this is a ruse. Kyle is taking her to see PK, who's recreating the Pretty Woman movie for their anniversary. Kyle in confessional is like, this is a movie about a sex worker. Like, what? <laughs> like, I personally think this whole thing is all for PK because he uh-huh. wants to see her in a sexy dress he wants this fantasy created for her. And it's, it's his like, fantasy. She's mm. exactly. She's gone through PTSD. Allegedly. I imagine the last thing she wants to do is get her kit off. Yeah. She's like reliving traumatic events over and over and over again. And you want her to get dolled up and put on a revealing dress, eat some caviar and like throw down in the bedroom. 
<laughs> I just don't feel like he's meeting her where she's at and I'm not into it. But on the way there, Dorit asks Kyle about her and Mo. In confessional, she says, you know, we used to hang out with them as a couple all the time and we haven't for ages. Kyle says mm. it's been a rough six months. Dorit prods her along and Kyle says, I need freedom and space from everything. And Dorit's all worried going, from Mo, from Mo. There's something you're not telling me, but she kind of leaves it alone. How do you feel about this combo? Oh, I feel like she was, Dorit was clocking in for work. The producers obviously lined her up. And 100%. She was She was trying hard, but Kyle is being a little bit deflecty. Mm. I think she's got it all planned in her head how she wants this to come out and the conversation wasn't on her script for today. You reckon? Yeah. You don't think she wants to, like, hold it off for as long as possible and that's just her reasoning? I don't buy a word she's saying. Right. You see, I don't think that people, celebrities, whatever, as much as they want to control a story, I just don't think they get to control the narrative like they used to because everyone's got a phone these days. Yes. Yeah, that's true. But I think, like, you know what you were saying last week when you were like, what did Mo do? Yeah. She is pissed at him and what's he agreeing to? Yeah. They've sorted something out between the two of them. Probably. And I feel like with Housewives a lot of the time it's always like let's get through the end of the season and then do it then so it's not that bad so we don't have to talk about it. Yes. I mean, obviously she's saying in confessionals that they're not great, but they're all filmed at the end, right? Oh, I think they do some halfway through, but I'm not quite sure. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So before we get to the Beverly Wills show where they're going, we have a little scene with Sutton and Garcelle, and Uh I was obsessed with this scene. Oh, you liked it? I loved it. And Sutton and her assistant, Arvi, are a TV show unto themselves. That whole little bit with the ice in the glasses and the water and the tea, and they're like, "Uh uh-uh. Uh, uh-huh. Like, <laughs> it was just delicious. It was like, they're my people. Mm-hmm. And then the food, I'm sorry, all that food, like, I can't eat any of that food. It's full of gluten. It's full of meat, this barbecue. But me back in the day before I knew I was allergic to wheat and when I ate meat, oh, my God, I would have salivated of all of it. Like, comfort food, mm-hmm. I just love And anyway, Sutton says she thinks she was hard on the matchmaker and she has issues with relinquishing control to men because the matchmaker's like got to let the guy lead. And in confessional, she shares that in her marriage, she was not invited into the boardroom because that's where the power is. I just thought that was such an Mm -hmm. elegant phrase. Mm -hmm. I just love Sutton. She's my fave on the show. Anyway... She's like, enough about me. How are you doing? And Garcelle cries because her asshole of a 15-year-old son who thinks he knows everything is giving her the impression that she's basically a shit mum. Yeah, it's pretty rough. My thought was, you know, fucking 15-year-olds. And then, you know, what does he know? And then Sutton just put it so kindly, says, also teenage boys are kind of assholes, which is true. Preach. Preach. Preach, exactly. This dumb kid wants to go live with his dad. (laughs) Yeah, what an idiot. How long do you think that's going to last? A month. Exactly. She's so upset this poor woman can't eat her barbecue. She's turned off her barbecue. That is not okay. That's a shame. I just loved I loved the scene. I thought it was real with the two of them showing their bond by being single mums of teenage kids. And I just I love their friendship. They have this friendship that despite everyone telling them, kind of questioning, why would you two be friends? It's like, no, we love each other. Go fuck mm-hmm. yourself. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it all. So 
We go to Beverly Wiltshire. So first of all, Dorit is with Kyle in this suite and she's questioning why they're not in the presidential suite once she figures out it's the Pretty Woman movie, why everything uh-huh. from the menu wasn't ordered. I kind of love it. but yeah. She was poking holes. She was. <laughs> she was basically having a mini panic attack because she likes to be in control. I understand she's not a fan of grand gestures and big surprises. I get it. Not knowing what's going on. That freaks me out too. I'm not a control freak like her, but I don't like it. I want to know what's going on. I also think she doesn't really like PK that much anymore. I think she's mad at him because his way of dealing with what she went through is by not being there, not facing it. And, okay, I have a question because he has does say later he struggles to understand the PTSD thing, right? Mm -hmm. My thought is if you're struggling to understand something clinical about your partner – and there's clinical evidence to explain what that is, why would you not read the literature? Why would you not ask a therapist? Yeah. I have an issue understanding X, and so I'm not going to look it up and do anything about it. Like, well, what do you expect, dude? Like, she's the one that's going through it. She's never gone through it before. So maybe it's not her responsibility to tell you what it means. Because she's going through it and it's difficult for her. How do you explain feelings you've never had before? How do you explain emotions you've never had before? How do you explain psychological trauma you've never had before? Like, it's not on her to to spoon feed you, PK. You're a grown adult. Read a fucking book. If your kid gets diagnosed with ADHD, what are you going to do? Ask the kid to explain it to you? You're not going to go read a book? Like, come on. Take responsibility. I can't handle that. And she says, I don't want all these grand gestures. I want you to help me with my day-to-day shit. And he's just not getting it. But she lets it go and she gets into it. There's a rack of red dresses for her to choose from. Her glam team's there and she calls PK. Her kid picks up the phone and I thought that was really cute of Jagger. Yeah, it was cute. Of saying like basically chill the fuck out, mum. We're all in on it. It's all good. Like I forget that these kids have grown up. Because uh-huh. I just remember them from when they were teeny tiny and didn't say anything. So. Oh, but can you imagine living with Dorit? They must be like, yes, it's fine, Mum. Yeah. Like, ugh, calm down, doll. What did you think when we had the confessional with PK and Dorit together and PK says oh, yeah. something like, because Kyle was like laughing about the fact that Dorit was giving PK shit and PK says maybe it would be a bigger surprise if Mo did something like that for her. Mm-hmm. That is not going to go down well. Well, yeah, I I don't know if PK's a good person. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think he just talks shit about his friends. Yeah. We've seen that. We have. And now Mo's on the other side of it. Yeah, wow. Now, Dorit does, like I said, she lets it go and she gets into it. She looks stunning. PK looks all right in a tux. Like the last scene he was like chomping down on those crisps and I was like, dude, like – you're not going to fit in your jumper in a minute. But then all of a sudden in that tux, he looks slimmer. Like, is he wearing a girdle? Maybe. A tux can be very slimming. Oh, okay. And he borrows $5 million in jewels for her to wear and does the little, like, shut the lid thing, like, full pretty one. Dude. I know. I felt bad for Dorit in that moment because she knows the movie. She knew he was going to do it, but she mm. sort of had to play along. I know. Exactly. This was all How for cringe. him, not for her, which is probably why it was all cringy and didn't go down well. And then uh-huh. he has entertainment, the duo Berlin, 
singing the song Take My Breath Away and then we get a lower third saying from Top Gun, <laughs> Not Pretty Woman. I did love that. <laughs> so he couldn't afford Roy Orbison Jr. or was he too busy on the, on the boat <laughs> in the med? Couldn't play Pretty Woman? You're so right. That was so sad because he kept saying like, oh, that's actually Berlin. Because like, who the fuck's going to recognise Berlin? No. I don't know. And like, I don't know if Dorit recognised Berlin. And he's like, baby, that's actually Berlin. And she's like, I don't give a fuck. He's trying to like spruik his clients to get some gigs. It would have helped if the woman warmed up because she really rattled on a couple of notes there. But anyway. Oh. Oh, yeah. Didn't you notice? Coming for Berlin. <laughs> Coming for Berlin. I'm just saying, like, if that was me singing, I would have been embarrassed. Like, I, you, you wouldn't have gotten your golden ticket at audition for Idol. Well, I, I bet she was thinking, oh, I'm just playing for two people in a room. And then uh, did she forget about the cameras? This is your big break, Berlin. I know. Your big break to stop playing, you know, at the local pub and slash What else do they sing? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not very familiar. I was a kid in the 80s, okay? Or were they 90s? Top Gun, was that 90s? No, it was... I don't fucking know. Dorit starts complaining about the fact that she's not into big surprises and what she needs from him is help at home. He says he struggles to understand the PTSD thing. We already went through that. I think she hates him at this point because even if you're not a big fan of big surprises, I feel like you could play along for the night. But she just didn't even want to play along for any second. She's experiencing psychological trauma. You can't just shake it off. I think what it is is... She didn't know she was part of a grift for that first time. Right. PK organised home invasion without her consent. Right. Now she's aware of the grift and she's pissed. And she's now getting involved in the grift. She'll help him out in the grift, but she's resentful of the grift. Right. And that's where I think we're at. Okay. It's my conspiracy theory. I love it. I do love it. <laughs> so the next scene, we're at Kyle's for a big family dinner for Portia's birthday. Basically, Kyle and Mo have a disagreement because she tells his mum that they have tattoos and he's pissed off. Oh, my God, again with the fucking tattoos. I know, we don't care. What is her pro? It's the new splits. Every party she's going to bring up that she's got a tattoo. Like, oh, she's so cool. Oh, you're such a cool girl, Kyle. I wouldn't tell my mother-in-law that I've got a tattoo and that her son has a tattoo. I wouldn't do it. No. I wouldn't do it. They're wogs, mate. We're wogs. We don't do that shit. Like, no. Uh-huh. Our mothers hold grudges. Yeah. They they will bring that uh-huh. story up again in 20 years' time. Oh, my God, you broke my heart when? <laughs> you don't do that, Kyle. I would have been pissed too. We move on. We're going to Vegas for Crystal's birthday. The best part of love. this whole thing is getting to see Lucy tell Crystal her dress is ugly. I fucking love Lucy. <laughs> I just said that. Um, <sighs> I want a show with Lucy. Like, you know how the cameras are going to take us to Vegas? I want the cameras to uh-huh. stay at Crystal's house and follow Lucy around. I think she'd be a great show. Or can we bring Lucy to Vegas? Can we bring Lucy to Vegas? I want to see her at the craps table. I want to see her getting loose at an all-you-can-eat buffet. I want to see Lucy cleaning up after the women after a big night out and criticising them and talking about them behind their mm-hmm. back. Carl mm-hmm. organises a private plane for them. She gets some monogram bags. I'm pretty sure that was the same brand that Kathy Hilton had. Oh. There was a lot of monogramming. Like, did you notice at the hotel as well their pillows were monogrammed? How does that work? Well, it kind of assigns the rooms, doesn't it? Yeah, it takes away that issue. But, like, does, as a hotel service, mm. are they just are they reusing that pillow until someone with the same name comes back or are they just saying keep the pillow, we'll monogram our pillow for every individual guest? Pretty sure it's take the, take the pillow case. Now, I tried to wow. look up how much these rooms were. I only spent five minutes on it. You click onto the um, hotel site. And it does tell you how much a lot of the rooms are, but when you get to those rooms, you have to apply. 
Oh. That particular suite, there was three-bedroom suite and a four-bedroom suite, and you literally had to apply. So it's basically price on application. Mm. Well, it would have been expensive. Like that pool? Yeah, it would have been expensive. So I tried to do a general Google search, and it wasn't coming to me, like wasn't coming up quickly. So I just let Mm -hmm. it go because I had shit to do. So if anyone knows how much those suites are, I want to know. So they got Crystal a $3,000 sapphire necklace, all of them together. How many women are there? How much did they pay each? I didn't do that math. Was it six others? I don't know. Oh, that's not that bad. Five others? Yeah. I mean, when you're taking 10 grand cash out to go buy some Christmas presents. Yeah. Yeah, it's not huge. But Crystal, she doesn't need them to spend money on her. She's got Lion King money. Erica reckons she gave up fighting for Lent. Oh, like, why were they even engaging in that? That's I don't so stupid. Know. And when they get off the plane, I noticed that she didn't give up salivating over those red phantoms. She is just so excited about wealth. It is what Uh makes her downstairs tingle, is what I'm saying. Totally. She has an addiction to it. So Dorit says she didn't bring glam. Crystal did. And I'm like, why did Dorit not bring glam? Yeah, that shocked me. Yeah. Maybe she just knows someone in Vegas who can do her glam. Possibly. Anyway, they're staying at this, yeah, Crockford's Hotel in Resort World. And, yeah, I couldn't figure out what the rooms cost. But they're 1,500 square feet, which is fucking huge. And Sutton had her assistant set up her closet beforehand and leave her a stack of ones. I I love this woman. Love, (laughs) love, love. So we get four hours later. They're out for their magic mic night. And Erica is basically having sex with the dancer with the clothes on and Uh his face is in her vagine. Sutton is not happy. Uh She says, no, no, what the fuck is that? I want my fucking mic off. And she goes to leave. All the ladies are like, shit, Sutton's like upset. we got to leave. As they're exiting the hotel, Sutton calls Carl a bitch. And Erica says that Sutton, who's sitting in the van at this point, is acting like the Judge Judy. I think it's going to be really fun. I don't quite know what set her off. I saw someone online say something about like it could be a morality clause in like the divorce paperwork. Oh. My first thought was Sutton's not into this and she's like, I do not need my kids seeing this is what I thought. A morality clause in her. Oh, maybe. Oh, that person is clever. Yeah, let's go with that. (laughs) My thing is, is like if this isn't your thing, like it's not my thing. I don't know. I'm just, male strippers don't do it for me. If it's not your thing, then when you've had enough and go, you know what, I'm uncomfortable now, that's fine. You're entitled to be uncomfortable. You just get up quietly and leave. You don't need to Mm -hmm. judge others. You don't need to yuck other people's yum and get on your high horse. It doesn't need to be wrong for everybody. But if it's wrong for you, that's fine. Just leave. Yeah. I wonder wonder what it's really about because it it feels – oversized that reaction do you think she's going to say let's say it is a morality clause in her divorce settlement do you think she's actually going to vocalize it or she's going to give some half-assed reason and we're never really going to get to the bottom of it because that often happens probably a half-assed reason because i don't know if you'd want to acknowledge that you have concerns that you've just broken a clause in your agreement exactly yeah, we'll have to do some sleuthing on that. Yeah. I guess, you know, you, you go somewhere thinking, oh, yeah, they'll just take their tops off and their pants off or whatever. But then it did look like that one dancer was eating her out. Like, I know it they did. weren't, but like <laughs> it was simulated. And her face was simulating it. Like, she was giving. Again, she's <laughs> any attention that she deems positive, she's holding on to it for dear fucking life. 
Uh-huh. And trying to resurrect her singing career. So whatever. Like she's having fun. I don't care. Oh, yeah. No, I don't care either. I don't need to see anyone eating any Erica out either. Like I'd just be like, you know what? I'm done. Let's go get a cheesy. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other things you want to talk about with the Beverly Hill? No. No, I'm excited for next week. Me I too. think this was like a lot of lead up until Correct. next week. Yeah. I didn't oh. like, I didn't think that was like the most exciting episode, but. Yeah. And Dorit is carrying, isn't she? She is carrying. Dorit definitely is carrying. But I've got to tell you, my favourite scenes are the ones with Sutton. She's just a light, easy, breezy breath of fresh right now. Until next week. <laughs> Until next week. Well, Until next week. So, yeah, no, I'm enjoying it, but I'm not, like, saying the 10 out of 10 episode. Not like the first episode of Miami. That was a 10 out of 10 for me for a first right. episode. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do next? Well, why don't we skim past Roni on our way to Salt Lake? Roni reunion part two. What are your thoughts? I hate the lot of them. <laughs> Even Bryn was pissing me off so much. Mm-hmm. This episode just chiming in all the time. Yeah. What is her damage, Heather? I think they're all trying to secure a season two. Except for Jenna. She's she's like, please don't hire me again. Yeah. Like, as much as I love Uber and I get where she was coming from, she's like, that's it, I've got the shits with a lot of you. I feel like they're all doing a Portia Williams going, I need to bring it at this reunion to get a season two. Mm. Yeah, it feels that way. I did not think this episode was necessary. Was it oh, necessary? God, no. Like, sure, I wrote notes on it because obviously you write what happens, but like, okay. I understand that at reunion we're reliving the shit we went through and you're going to get the shits again. I get that. But then to wrap it all up in a bow going, oh, no, 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 but we're fine. Well, why do you have the shits that bad? Like I was like, I don't know. It was team too much in the moment and then they're like, oh, but I'm fine. Like we've let it go. Well, then why would you get so cranky pants? I felt it was a bit of a disconnect. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And like they people needed to be called out but then – it just went nowhere. Like, um, uh, like we're talking about emojis and whether an emoji is an admission of guilt, which oh, it's not. Honestly. And, and then she's, like, recreating the emojis. Like, this Erin, I can't stand her. Yeah, I know. And Cy got worse. You know how last week I was like, oh, Cy's getting better. She's worse. Like, they're mad that they didn't know the extent of Jessel's IVF journey and that's why they talk shit. It's like, can you guys shut the fuck up? Yeah, basically, we wouldn't have been such bitches if we knew. Well, Okay. Thanks, I think. Uh, I, just, I, I can't understand them at all. Yeah, me either. I'm done. And, like, when she's like, we want to know about you and, how you, and like, your journey, but then when she talks about her uncle, that's a problem. Like, yeah. that's not how you're raised, apparently. It's like, what the fuck do you want from her? I was glad that Jessel didn't let go of the implication that Parvet was cheating. I'm glad she didn't. And I know that... Bryn thought she did let it go. I'm like, no, she didn't let it go. But at the end of the day, if people aren't going to really take accountability and own it, it's like how much can you beg for an apology? Exactly. And why is Bryn the ref? I don't know why Bryn's the ref. Also, I'm glad we went back to the thing where Uber said, let's talk about why you guys didn't want Jenna on the show. I'm glad we went back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they mm-hmm. did kind of own it and just went – Basically, we didn't know if you'd be good for the show. And it's like, why? Because she's already famous and you're not? Yeah. I mean, she was kind of, as much as I didn't like the jeans, she was kind of one of the better ones on the cast. Yeah, she like, was. She's the one that we at least liked. We do like. She did give us a lot, but she just doesn't like to fight. So 
Can we falter for that? Should we falter for that? And that's a pretty horrible thing to say if we do. I love to watch them fight, but not if it's about crazy shit and like cheese. It doesn't make sense and it's not it doesn't work in context like like it is at the moment. Yes. Like it's not fun to watch Eren and Sai and this fight happen because it's just like, okay. Like, yeah. You're upset that they stole your phone. We don't need to be talking about it months later. Yeah. To this extent. It's true. We like a fight that we can see the funny side of, that it's ridiculous exactly. that they're fighting about it. I don't like mean. And I just, again, Aaron and Sai. It felt too mean. It felt mean for a dumb reason. It's like, this is mean mm-hmm. for a dumb reason. Mm-hmm. It's not like in Miami when they go low and I was like, I get that you're pissed. She went really fucking low. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. Bryn kept saying it's bullshit and Jessel shouldn't back down and take their apology. It's like, well, she's on a housewife show. What do you want her to do? Uh, the other thing with Bryn when she was like, you know, I'm half black, I'm half Irish, I will bury you in the ground. It's like, what? where did this come from? Yeah. Why is she doing this? Well, I think she's doing this because during their break, like from filming to promotion, no one called her to apologise and they're all hanging out and she's like, you didn't call me to apologise, but you're doing it now on the stage. I get that Bryn's pissed about that. I would be. Uh, it's like you're apologising yeah. for the fucking TV, not to me. I get that she's pissed and she thinks it's fake. She just needed to shut up and let other people talk. Yeah. I mean, I find that hard, so I can't really fault him for that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know all about Puppet being the president of this fried chicken committee. What is it? The Street yeah, Food the Association? Food, street Food Association. I want to know all about this. I probably should get on his socials, but maybe I don't really want to know. Maybe I just want to know in the context of this show. Well, if we get Jessel on another season, which I think we will, Mm. I'd love to follow that journey. Maybe she can go go to a meeting. Yes, because that context makes sense why someone's like, I'm going to Vietnam for a bun me. That makes sense now. Yeah, yeah. You're all about the street food. So... You know, I kind of get it. What about Uber and saying to Bryn, maybe you don't know how to be loved? Oh, that was pretty brutal. (laughs) Where did that, like, okay, so Uber's mad. We get it. And she's mad at Jennifer (laughs) saying, I got a glimpse of Uber hot and that I'm team Erin. And she cries and says she feels like they've all been basically cunts to her. But then they all capitulate and hug her. And then it's like, Uber got that out and now they're all fine and we find out they've all been hanging out since filming. It's like if you're that Mm -hmm. mad at someone and you're in tears over it, but then, oh, no, but we've all been hanging out, we're fine. What? Yeah. I'm confused. I don't know. I know. And the way they keep saying, like, oh, this is therapy, and I'm like, Andy is not a licensed therapist. (laughs) Can we stop putting this on his shoulders? Like, this isn't therapy. We need Judy on. Remember the therapist? Um, Judith Bloom, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Was it the therapist from Jersey? Yeah, Jersey. Oh, I've had enough, Judy. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I loved Judy. She was actually a real therapist. I liked her. All right, let's get Judy on, yeah. I don't know. I just found this confusing and almost unnecessary. But, again, we've not had a pleasant thing to say about New York and I think the people have had enough of us ragging on. Yeah, well, there endeth the chapter. Exactly. And I think you're right about Andy and he's trying to make fetch happen with this series because he said it was right. a brilliant season and I'm like, Andy, what fucking show are you watching? <laughs> I know. I just don't like the gaslighting. Like yeah. why are you trying to convince me something's good when it's not good? Yeah. And then he asks them what they saw in the mirror, i.e. when they watched themselves. Do we want to, I mean, do we want to go through this? 
list? No. no. Okay, fine. Obviously, I don't need to ask you if you have final thoughts on the reboot because you hated it. I hated it. We're still going to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I hated it. I, I, I'm interested to see how they cast next season. I'd love a mixed cast. What if they keep the cast the same? I don't think we should cover it. No one needs to hear us shit on a show this much. <laughs> but my thing is I don't believe it's just us because no. I looked up the ratings. Now, they don't include the episode that just airs. So the episode, I think it was episode one reunion, uh-huh. got rating lows, 416,000 yes. live viewers. Right. And Beverly Hills got over a million for their premiere. Yeah. Beverly Hills is obviously going to do better. I get that. But I'm talking below deck gets better numbers. Like everything's getting better numbers. It's not doing fantastic with the numbers. So it's not just us. Mm. So, you know, that's that's my my justification to shit on it. It's not just us. Shall we move on to the Salt Lake? Sure. I like this episode. I don't have a lot of notes, but I liked it. And I think it's because I like Monica and I relate to Monica. That scene with her mom, like how often do we get like a, an eight-minute solo scene kind of a thing? Yeah. Usually they chop that up, but like when we had that long silent shot of just like one of them taking a bite, you could you could cut the tension with a knife. Yeah. It was crazy. I just feel for her. I really do. Like I said, I, mm-hmm. I can relate. So. Oh, Ooh. yeah, her mum's a psycho. I can see it. Yes. And you know her mum is just, I mean, Maybe not watching if she watches it back. No, when she watches it back. But while she's filming, her mom loves the attention. Loves it. Oh, yeah. So we open the episode Mum's Missions and Matrimony with Monica leaving her mum at that party. And I just think, you're a plus one. Why would you want to stay? But anyway, <laughs> we open at Whitney who calls Mary to ask her to get together. Mary replies that if she's not feeling up to it, she will not be showing up. So, and we all laugh and laugh (laughs) and Whitney wants to get together with her basically because Mary keeps coming up in her therapy sessions. So her therapist has obviously said, you should talk to her. But really in this scene, Whitney's with Justin, her husband, and they're talking about her daughter's birthday party. So she's got to move the day of the birthday party because he's not going to be there. He's going to be at a work conference. Fine. I get it. Uh But she's like, if I do move it, I'll have back-to-back parties that weekend. It's a lot of work. You're going to have to help. And he's like, I'll pitch in where I can. Mm-mm. Pitch a tent in the backyard and sleep there. Thank you. Give me a fucking break. I am so over men saying that they will help their wives raise their kids. Mm-hmm. Nobody, mm-hmm. you're raising your kids. It is your job. Mm-hmm. You don't help her. You do the motherfucking thing. I'm over it. I can't. I can't with these dickheads. <sighs> sorry. I needed to get that out. I'm sorry, people. Yeah. I didn't need to yell at you, Nathan. You're fantastic. I need to yell at <laughs> Justin. Okay, let's move on to Heather and Monica. They're snowmobiling. Nathan, question. Is it just me or do all these snow activities, like they annoy me? What is wrong with me? These people are in Salt Lake City. It is constantly snowing out. What else are you going to do? Why am I so bothered by this? It gives me cabin fever. Yes. Like I feel claustrophobic Mm. because in my mind, like if it's snowing, you sort of, you stay inside and you wait it out kind of thing. I forget that. I guess it snows for like, what, five fucking months or something, six months? It feels like it's always winter in Salt Lake, which I sort of always forget. It does. Like, why don't they film in the summer? Why are we filming in winter? 
I guess that's the point of the show. It's a mm. snow show. But it, it makes me feel like, wow. Yeah, it's too fucking foie. And yet when we're watching Winter House, I love it. But that's the thing. A couple of weeks is good. I don't want months and months of snow, people. So mm-hmm. many snow activities. Heather says she feels bad for Monica because obviously that Easter thing with the mum was like, I think they said the day before. I'm like, who's who's going to do snow shit on Easter Monday? Like, aren't you eating leftovers? Whatever. Well, if it's orthodox Greek, the Easter's different. Oh, it's oh well, sometimes it's, it's not. Day. Sometimes, I thought this year oh, it was, yeah. wasn't it the same? So this was last year. I'm pretty sure it fell on the same weekend. I could be wrong. And Heather shares that she has a contentious relationship with her mum and she cries about it. At first I was like, well, Heather, aren't we talking about Monica? It's not just about you. But Monica appreciated it. This is the Jessel thing. Yes. It's the, like, we've come into this, I think even with Sutton, it's the whole relating to someone through personal experiences, which some people understand and some people do not. It's called (laughs) empathy. (laughs) Anyway, Monica shares that when she was 12, her mum dumped her off at another family's house that she knew, but they weren't, like, close. They weren't really family. They were, like, loose family friends. She knew them. And her mum moved to New York. And I, because I don't really know geography very well, I Googled, and that is three and a half hours by car. Yeah, that's a big difference. It's a big gap. It's not like you're 40 minutes away. I don't want to bring you into a a, a city I've never lived in. Look, there's nothing good about it. It's also, like, I don't think she could get further and still be, like... You know, well, much further, you know what I mean? Yeah. At the end of the day, like, there could be a scenario where that would be perfectly fine and it would have been great, but this is not that situation. It's everything bad. And we we know this mum. Yes. We know she's a fucking mess. Correct, correct. I mean, Monica was just so grateful that Heather reached out to her and I was grateful for it. Whether it was contrived and producers made her do it, whatever, I thought that was a really nice scene. We're getting to know Monica. Monica is sharing what's fucked up in her life and it's authentic and maybe I can relate to it and that's why I'm into it, but I like that scene. Yeah. It is heavy though. I get it. We've got to get some light with the shade though. Well, I don't know if it's shade. It's like more like thunderclouds. But anyway, we're at Lisa's and she's kind of barely in this scene. Like her husband's getting more confessional than her in this scene. Oh, but I thought it was fascinating. I have a question. Do you think this kid is actually going to go on a two-year mission or is this storyline and Lisa knows full well that after two weeks this kid's picking up the phone and going, come get me? I think she's hoping for that, but I do think it's real and it's and I do think she's been um, in the dark with a lot of it. So you think this whole thing's real? You don't think it's storyline? You don't think they're going to send a private plane for him in two weeks? I think maybe in the back of their minds they think that's a reality, but I think they're leaving that up to him. Which it makes more sense for me now knowing that the dad did a mission. Yeah. But the telling the dad like two weeks before Lisa found out, like that's that's crazy. Mm, I think that he wants to get away from his mum. I think she's overbearing as far as he's concerned. Yeah, and this is why I think it's real. Yeah, he just wants to get away any way possible and he doesn't want to, you know, fudge college, which uh-huh. I at least I appreciate him saying to her, I don't want to go to college as opposed to some kids who go and just don't actually do the work. They're just happy to get the fuck out. At least he's like saying, Uh don't waste your money. I'm not going to make a go of it. I appreciate that. Yeah. What I don't get is he's picking the option that he believes is the least amount of effort for him. Mm -hmm. You don't want to go to college, fine, get a job. But it's like, no, I don't actually want to work work. Well, I don't know what level of brainwashed he is. 
Right. And I think Lisa is also very naive. Did you see her on Watch What Happens Live talking about this? No, please tell me. I didn't have time. I was watching too much Bravo. Andy grills her on it. And she's saying, like, we're not that type of Mormon. He's just going over there for two years to do service. It's not a recruitment type of thing, which That's is crap. just complete BS. But I think, I think she believes that. And I don't know if Jack, uh, whatever the fudge kid, is it Jake? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he, Jack, Jack? <laughs> I don't know if he believes that, but he is going to find out once he gets to Columbia. Because I do think it is a recruitment drive. Like they can, they say it's for service. Of course it is. They door knock. Exactly. And so Lisa was also explaining that a lot of them go to Latin America from, because she's been to like 16 mission reveal parties in the past year or something. Like that's a thing. Wow. Which is hilarious. Um, I know. And then there's that's a few crazy. that go to, like, I don't know, Canada or France or, like, mm. those types of places, but they send Chinese speakers and they just target the Chinese communities in those countries. Why? And she's like, but it's for service to serve, like, to do things, you know, nice things for the Mormons there. And it's like, no, darling, I don't think that's the case. What do you mean do nice things for the Mormons there? That makes no sense. Well, that's what she thinks. Well, she did say a few of them have been. <laughs> have been held up at gunpoint. Um, Held up a gunpoint or knife point, she said. Yeah, she said it on the show and, like, you know, carried some cash to go, here you go, here's some money. It's like, mate, I mean, maybe the people who have actually been to Colombia, as opposed to me who's never been there, can let us know. I'd love to go. Cartagena looks so fun. (laughs) I wouldn't go on a boat ride, though. No, I wouldn't go on a boat ride. I thought I thought this was all fascinating. Columbia. And I just that to me, I don't know if I'd want my 18, 17, 18 year old kid going to Columbia. But who the fuck am I to judge about what's safe and what's unsafe? You know, maybe I have a, a prejudiced view on it because all I ever see are bad things that happen from in the news. You know what I mean? Well, I, and I also thought Lisa was like a bit of an idiot. Yeah, well, to to think that, and it's like, well, so you're happy if he goes somewhere else, but you don't want him to go to Columbia. Like, I think she is just on another planet with this whole mission thing. I wouldn't want to send my kids somewhere where where someone says, oh, yeah, they're going to be held up at gunpoint or at knife point. No, I don't think so, buddy. What's going on that you'd let your kid go there? Well, all I know is from the Book of Mormon musical and they go to Uganda, so it could be worse. Okay, right. (laughs) I love how it always comes back to a musical with you. See, this is why I love you. Yeah. Oh, and also, oh, yes, please. there was a lot of blurred faces in that mission reveal party. Like when they yes. did the wide shot, there was like six or seven blurred faces, which I just think is so funny. I do love that. That clearly half of them are like, I don't want to be involved in that show. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so good. Next scene is Meredith, Whitney, Heather, Monica go cross-country skiing. And now the whole point of this scene to me was to let me know that I never need to go cross-country skiing. It looked hard. Oh, yeah, no, thank you. But then I thought maybe I do want to go cross-country skiing because it's quiet, you go slowly, you get to enjoy the nature. Mm. But then I just think that would be really hard. I don't know if I want to – I don't know. When I'm hanging out with my mates, do I really want to get sweaty? I don't – I don't nah. know. No. We find out that Monica had to rent a car because her mother took the car because oh it's in God, her name. So Monica pays the monthlies on this car – but it's just in her mother's name and her mother takes Mm-mm. it. Does her mother expect that Monica's going to keep paying for it if she's got it? Because I wouldn't. And can her mother even afford it? And what's Monica meant to do? Put the kids on the bus to get to school? This woman has four kids and her mother wants to punish her by taking the car. And says she's that if you crazy. don't give it to me by four o'clock on this day, I will be calling the cops reporting it stolen. I believe that wow. she would too. Yeah, she would. Ugh. 
this Monica needs to get rid of her mother. Like she needs to like not have her in her life. Yeah, agreed. I said it last episode. I'll say it this episode. Monica, you got to cut the cord because you are the mm-hmm. parent in this relationship, and you've already got four fucking kids. Anyway, so Meredith starts talking about her accident. Oh my god, this makes me laugh. Oh my god, totally. I agree with Whitney. The way that she's presenting it, she's trying to get the sympathy votes. It does seem inauthentic. And I personally think that when she was talking, the other ladies were trying not to be the first person to laugh. When Whitney said she drove past the car and like <laughs> didn't even stop, like what that tells me everything. But she says, I didn't know it was you. Like I didn't know that I knew who it was. But would you, if it was an actual like crisis, you'd stop, even if you didn't know who it was. Surely right? you'd stop. You don't know if the people inside have been knocked unconscious or if they're alive. But she saw it and she went, meh, it's just a car in a snowbank. <laughs> like, it clearly it wasn't that big of a deal. Maybe she just thought it was a car that had pulled over and said, oh, I yeah. saw it because it was a limo in a snowbank. Like, <laughs> she didn't perceive it to be an accident. She didn't specifically say, I didn't perceive it to be an accident. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was funny too. It's like, yeah, bitch, I saw you. <laughs> no. And I think that she is milking it. I don't – I'm not saying she didn't get scared. When when your car is swerving near the edge of a cliff, I get that that's scary. Oh, yeah. But, like, so let's just go through her logic. So she's saying her life flashed before her eyes mm. and she's like, I didn't want the last thing that I'd done in this world be an argument and yet she's continuing that argument weeks later. And it's like, I thought the near-death experience would make you – maybe want to get over it, Mm. but no, it's made her want to argue and double down more. Yeah. I mean, I've been in, okay, it wasn't the edge of a cliff, but I have been in a car accident. The car was a total write-off and I was shaken and rattled for the rest of that day. And the next day I was like, okay, like we're all fine. No one ended up in hospital. Like we're fine. Like this is what I want to know. How, How many days, weeks, months... Can one be rattled by something like that? I don't know, but I'm not buying yeah. it. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's rattled to try and win an argument. It's it's manipulative. That's true. That's true. There's a little scene next with Angie and her dad comes over to make Avgolemono. I mean, it was a cute little scene, but I don't know if we needed it. I think the main point is that the the gay husband gets home mm. and he's like, "Oh, hi, how are you guys going? I gotta go have a shower." Yeah, I don't like, like that soup either, though. I don't like it. The soup. Yeah, the oh, I think he was just showering to wash the smell of an affair off of his body, off the gay bathhouse. No, That's what I, thought it was. I just think he doesn't want to be rude and say, I don't like this, the lemon soup with the egg drop. I don't like it. Okay. My Greek Let's friends love it. Let's give him grace and go with that. I don't like it. So I just was like, yeah, I wouldn't want to eat it either. Whitney yeah. and Mary. Oh, hilarious. Mary does arrive. There's a snowstorm happening outside. Whitney starts to apologise, but... Whitney doesn't like to talk about past fights with people without making sure that the other person acknowledges what she believes they've done. That is not an apology, Whitney. You're either going to apologise and not expect one back or you get what you get. I don't disagree with Mary. Do I think Mary needs to apologise to her? Yeah, she's a bitch to her. She always has been. But you can't (laughs) apologise and expect one back. If you do, don't apologise. Yeah. Don't apologise. Yeah. It's not It's not going to happen. And Mary's like, I'm not wasting my time with you and maybe I'm happy with Mary because she insisted on not wasting the food and getting a doggy bag. I did like that. God, that killed me. And then, but like, she's like, conversation over, I'm going to request a doggy bag. 
but then she has to sit there and wait while they box it up. And it's just so awkward. And she's like, you can continue to eat. Slurp up your oysters. Slurp, slurp. <laughs> Wake up, bobblehead. <laughs> oh. I thought when, it was a funny scene. When Mary doesn't try to be funny, she's fucking hilarious. Wake uh-huh. up, a bobblehead. I mean, that was kind of on point. Whitney is a bit and of a bobblehead. And she said predator. She didn't get confused and say pornography. Yes, it's true. I'm proud of her. <laughs> Me too. I like that scene and I can't believe I'm agreeing with Mary. I know, but Whitney needs to learn to call it. Like, pick your battles. You're yeah. never going to win over Mary. Do you want to win over Mary? Like... Go fight with your cousin if that's what you want to do. Mary's never going to back down. She's a cult leader. Mm-hmm. In her life currently, <laughs> she is winning. Whether that lasts, I hope not. I'm sorry. I just, again, I do have an issue with Mary being on the teams yeah, based on the fact I that don't. she is a cult leader. I don't uh-huh. think that, I don't, I don't want to like show approval of that. She is great for the show, but we said the same thing about Jen. Anyway. I'm moving on to this. Well, I was going to say to the mission reveal party, but we kind of spoke about it before. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I sort of jumped ahead. No, let's jump ahead. And this is the scene next with Monica and her mum. And my thought was, why is the mum crying? And Monica pegs it. She's like, first Mm -hmm. you start crying, then you get angry. Then you try to pull the mum card, don't disrespect me. And then her mum calls her a motherfucker. And I'm just like, oh, my God. This is such familiar territory for me. Yeah, was it triggering? No, it wasn't. Oh, good. It wasn't triggering. I It was making me kind of focused on how Monica is not in the wrong in this scene at all. I was making me see her side. Yeah, Monica did a great job of just like acknowledging the theatrics and the rise that she was, her mum was trying to get out of her and just putting a stop to it. Like when she called over the waiter yeah, while her mum's crying and you think it's going to be like, oh, can we get a tissue or something? She goes, can I get a straw? Yep, agreed. Like, what a master move. I agree. And I think for anyone who doesn't necessarily see Monica's side, I just want to remind you, and I don't know who that person would be, but I just want to remind those people out there who are probably not listening that Monica has been through this with her mum so many times. She would have bought the crying. Yeah. And when she stopped yeah. buying the crying, she would have bought the, the the anger. She would have bought all of those cards until she couldn't mm-hmm. buy them anymore. So mm-hmm. I just think with Monica, it's like your mum is never going to change. She told you on Get more than one occasion in this scene that she is not sorry. And the fact that her mum mm-hmm. can sit there and eat and say, yeah. get over it, you got to walk away. You're never going to get yeah. what you want from this woman. And if you do, it's going to be lip service so that she can get what she wants. Totally. Like when she said, what did she say? Like, and she said that you left me in the back seat while you're hooking up with some guy. And she goes, oh, that was one time. Yep. Like that's not the defense you think it is. Yep. A hundred percent. You know, doing that whole, what do you want from me? I don't know what to do. You do know what she wants. You do know what to do. You don't want to do it. You don't want Mm. to do it. And I think for someone Mm -hmm. like Monica's Mm -hmm. mum, it's like you're very good at saying what you're not going to do. And yet when Monica says that, like, I'm not going to buy the crying, I'm not going to buy the this, it's all of a sudden it's like, how fucking dare you? I'm your mother. It's like, are you really, bitch? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I guess my question is you need to call me out when I need to not love Monica just because I relate to Monica. 
No, I think Monica was great in this scene. Okay, cool. Because I just don't want to have too many blinders on with her being a housewife just because I feel like she's keeping it real and I relate. So I don't want to be that annoying person. That's the episode. Next time it's the Bobby's birthday party. Heather finds out that Jackie's gone to Columbia. Whitney tells Lisa that Monica's mum is abusive. Hear, hear, Whitney. Mm -hmm. But Lisa still thinks that Monica is to blame. I mean, Lisa, I love you, but no, sweetheart. And then we have a sound bath and Lisa and Monica fight during it, which I'm – this is what I I need. (laughs) I need some light. I mean, I know it's not light for them fighting, but I need some light with the heaviness that is Monica's – abusive situation with her mum. Sure, yeah. Do we want to talk at all about anything Below Deck Medi or Winterhouse? With Below Deck, Mm. I think, is Jessica the problem? Because as soon as Jessica was off the ship, everyone was getting along. Mm. They all worked so well. And then as soon as Jessica comes back, it all goes to shit again. Yeah, that's true. I can't, to be honest... I forgot that Jessica was on the show. Like when they said Jessica's coming back, I was like, who's Jessica? (laughs) Is she a guest? (laughs) I mean, I know it's episode six. I kind of should know who Jessica is. And the fact is, I think I put her out of my mind. It's because, bitch, you got off the boat because you drank so much that you had alcohol poisoning. And that's happened on the show before. And that person didn't get away with it. Why are you getting away with it? Yeah. I think maybe she's the drama. Maybe. I mean, we... The episode before this, Lara and Max were having a mazass fight, but then it kind of fizzled real fucking quick. Well, yeah, they got Jessica off the ship and everyone was happy again. I can't, yeah. I can't explain it. And I like this Lara. I mean, let's face it, for the first half of this episode was all about Lara. But I also like the fact that when she's got the shits with Max, instead of bitching about him to everyone, she does tell her bosun. And uh-huh. she gives him specifics. So that's not really bitching when you're giving specifics. But also she just goes and bitches to Kyle and Afrikaans. I'm like, that's how you do it, people. You do it in that's a way amazing. that no one can understand and you have that one person that you go to, not not the whole fucking boat, Natalia. And yeah. I'm really liking this Lara. And I thought even like Sandy was good this episode when she's training Lara up. Mm, like mm. Sandy shines and she's actually teaching people things and letting them like – be captain for a day, kind of. Yes. Like, she should go run that school in Monaco that Ruan needs to enrol in. Yes. Like, I think that's where she shines. She doesn't shine when she's micromanaging chefs and things, but when she's actually teaching people, Correct. she's much better. Yeah. And even the way that um, Luca went to Lara, how about we start praising Max because he doesn't do well with negative feedback and mm. they're faking it till they make it. And, look, so far it works. We don't know how long his positive attitude is going to last because with some people it lasts a day. So we'll see next episode, but it seems to be working. Mm -hmm. And even like flipping to Natalia, obviously she hasn't like gotten cranky, really cranky with anyone this episode, but when basically virtual toddlers can tell she's a bitch, like we, (laughs) we, we got to listen. We got to listen. The kids told her, her pizza was fat. Like, Mm -hmm. these are smart kids, man. They know Natalia is not a nice person and they hate her. Sorry, we have to heed the children. Heed the children, people. (laughs) Now we heed the children. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first time on this podcast we've ever heeded the children. I know. And, yes, Haley's right. They might be crotch goblins for putting flour over her head. Fuck, that was funny. But if that happened to me, I'd be so pissed. Uh, 
<laughs> this Natalia. Yes. And the boyfriend and the open relationship oh. and hooking up with Luca. She's a fucking idiot. And at the end of the episode, when he's FaceTiming and she's like, I don't know what to do. And Luca's like, answer it, answer it. I was like, absolutely don't answer it. Reject the call. Let it ring out. Mm. Call him tomorrow. You're a fuckwit. You don't know what you want out of this relationship. End it. She likes the attention, man. She likes the drama. She is addicted She's to drama. She's addicted mm. to it. Yeah, I see that. If it means that she – and if she's the centre of the drama, all the better for her. This is a woman yeah, who puts a, a bra on a pillow and gives it to Luca and sprays it with her own fragrance. I mean, I thought I was a fucking weirdo, but – She's a weirdo. She's making drama. I don't know what to do in this situation. Oh, okay, I'm going to give my love interest a prop of me. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking creeper do, but it's like she loves the drama. She wants this drama. And then she wants to talk about this. How long was it? One to one thirty a.m. to three thirty a.m. She's keeping mm. Kyle up to talk about it. She's obsessed mm. with herself. This kid. I've called Kyle lazy, but he's a hard worker when it comes to listening to Natalia. Correct. And yet, these tips are the best tips I've ever seen on a blow deck. Twenty-eight thousand last week. Yeah. It was twenty-six thousand. Do you think because there's more staff because it's a bigger boat? They're told when they get on, like, the expectation is this range. It's a higher range now. I think so. I want to know, did they have to share that tip with Jessica? I don't think so. She did nothing that whole charter. Mm, I think they do. That's fucked. I don't know. She better be picking up the tab. What about Chef getting his pash on? Oh, yeah, good for him. And he's got that kind of face where you don't know how old he is. And I think he was, like, in his 20s. And I'm like, really? You're only in your He looks older than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being in the galley isn't doing him many favours, but good for him. Yeah. Good for him to have his yeah. passion. on. Next episode, Nat cries to the captain. That's going to make me laugh. Yeah. I expected that when Sandy fell over that you were laughing. Did you laugh? I hope you didn't of laugh. Of course. Of course you did. Of course. <laughs> and Carl and Jessica argue. I'm looking forward to this one because things are happening that I did not expect to happen. So I'm, I'm looking forward I'm to it. I'm telling you, man, Jessica's the trouble. Wow, Jessica's the trouble. Wow, you're agreeing with Kyle? She started that fight with Toomey and Natalia about the cleaning the rooms. She started that. Okay. Jessica's a mess. We'll see, we'll see. Messica. Messica. <laughs> I love that. I love that. As soon that. as Messica off the ship, it was a utopia, a floating utopia. <laughs> a floating utopia. I love it. Oh, my God. Speaking of, like, happiness and love and light, did you see Frank Catania, like Frank Senior, is engaged? Oh, yeah. To his girlfriend who is 24 years younger than him, which, so what? They've been together for like four years or whatever. I get it. But my thought is, dude, when you're 80, she'll only be 56. Uh Like, do people not think that far ahead? Anyway, I don't know. She's into him. He's into him. Dolores seems to be happy for them. My issue with this girlfriend, Brittany, uh, Dolores made a post. Frank made like a thank you post. And she did a thank you post and said, love yous with three S's. As soon as someone says yous, that's it. I I tap out. I can't. It's done. Yeah, we're done. We're done. (laughs) We can't be condoning that. That's the most outrageous behavior we've discussed all week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, did you see that there was articles about, we're kind of doing sizzles, peeps. There's kind of, there's articles about Ultimate Girls Trip. And there was a rumor saying that the one with Brandy and Caroline and all that, that that may not actually end up airing. Uh, I think that's crazy. And the on-screen butler is suing for sexual misconduct conducted by oh, Brandy and Phaedra. Oh, that made me roll my eyes. Well, how much did they 
if they put their, you know, mitts on him. Yeah, I suppose. But from what I saw, I didn't see anything that bad. Oh, well, roll the tapes, people. (laughs) This all, okay, I'm constantly getting articles about Bravo shows in the months leading up to the shows. So it's making you get excited to watch the show because now we want to go, oh, did they accost him? I need to see this. Uh I'm thinking like who's... Who's like spilling all this info? Is it Bravo itself to get us excited to watch? Mm, I think they have lost control because they've got like 100 housewives. They've lost control. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. I'll quickly go to the page six because all the other sizzles we covered. Bravo Khan's coming, so it's going to be big. Shannon Bedore sentenced to three years probation for DUI. Does that oh, mean good. she loses her license for three years? You'd want to hope so. So she will not be facing jail time. We will, no one thought she would. Despite prosecutors reportedly requesting she serve 30 days behind bars, which she'll get out because of overcrowding. She'll be there for a couple hours. So she was sentenced to three years probation. She wasn't present in court. She'll also have to complete 40 hours of community service and a nine-month alcohol program, which she's already started the alcohol program, I'm sure. The judge dismissed one count of hit and run with property damage but she pleaded no contest to one count of driving under the influence and driving with the blood. Okay, right. So does that mean she doesn't have to pay for the damage? How? Okay, how is the count of hit and run dismissed if she hit and ran? I suppose she was in the vicinity. She hit and then stumbled and walked a dog. Yeah, she was in the vicinity, so I guess they would argue that. Sounds like she got a lighter sentence than Jack being sentenced to two years in Colombia. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Like I'd rather be on probation and OC than on a mission in Colombia. I just want to know if she loses her licence because in OC... She has to have. Oh, my God. Alexia addresses rumours that Louis Ruales tried to date her before Teresa. <laughs> no, we met each other in Barcelona, but I was with Todd, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. Andy Cohen subtly reacts to racism, discrimination, allegations in Bombshell Vanity Fair. He dropped a telling emoji beneath a humorous video making light of it. Emojis are not an admission of guilt unless it's, you know, Aaron's smirk face. So watch what Crappens posted a video of a news anchor navigating her way through a flood via a canoe. Oh, that's funny. And then, oh, he replied with a laughing emoji. Well, it was a funny, oh God, can we not? Yeah, that's not a fucking article, people. Sorry. Yeah. Ramona is fired from a real estate job. At Douglas Elliman amid Bravo controversy, of course. Hilarious. Leah McSweeney, looking forward to suing Bravo, will refuse any settlement offer. That's <sighs> crap. She won't refuse any settlement offer. Everyone's got a price. I, I don't think they owe her anything. I don't know. It wasn't a problem when she signed up to do Girls Trip. Like what? It, what? She, that's the thing. She did Girls Trip. I don't yeah. know. I think that's a good argument. The thing is, okay, sometimes people don't necessarily think they're going to win, but what they want to do is go forward with depositions because you can ask anything in depositions, right? And then right. that information becomes public. Yeah. That could potentially be what she's after. And I wouldn't imagine it would be her calculating that. It would be whether it's Vanity Fair or someone else, whoever's paying her legal. I'd be curious Definitely. to know who's paying her legal. That's that's one thing. It's like that whole thing with Scientology, like suing David Miscavige and suing Scientology. It's like they want to get him in a deposition because then they can ask about a whole bunch of other shit. And she says, thank you. I'm very much looking forward to depositions. See, there you go. She doesn't want money through a settlement. She wants a trial. She wants Bravo execs in front of a jury. That's not going to happen, sweetie. You're going to settle. They're going to offer you a ridiculous amount. Yeah, see, I just don't see her driving this. 
I understand no. she's sitting there going, I was an alcoholic off the wagon. You do have a duty of care to an employee. I get that. Putting her in harm's way, I get that. But at the same time, why do you specifically want them in depositions? Why? What are you going to get out of it? I don't see her getting anything out of it like that. You were in Ultimate Girls Trip, for God's sake. And yes, there yeah. were people in the cast who said, we wish you were drinking and you felt that that could have compromised your sobriety. Could have left. Oh, she's saying it's about the grandmother's death. It hurt so bad that I was not able to grieve. Okay, maybe that's... I didn't see the gun to her head making her stay. But again, if you're in a situation where you're going through a lot and you're not in a position to make the best decisions for yourself and you've got other people trying to say you should stay, blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't know. Look, I don't know. I'm just that's trying to... work. Like, we all have to, like ask our bosses to go to a funeral. Yeah. Like, it's called being an adult in human society. Yeah. Like, your job isn't that different to everybody else's in that circumstance. So get over your fucking self. She regrets it and she's placing blame elsewhere. Yeah, that's true. I don't disagree. But anyway, we've, ta- we've got to ta- stop but that's, talking. But that's why I'm thinking it's not her driving this. But you're right. Okay, we need to yeah. stop because we all need yeah. to get to work. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, mate. Bye. Bye.